welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Welcome, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends. It's very good hello. to see you all. Yes, yes, hello. It is It is your two goodest friends. I am Gustav. And I am Bjork. And we are here. We went from something to a weird sort of Scandinavian. <laughs> It so I, I kind of uh, lost it got a little blurry in the uh, in the I'm sort of a chameleon uh, when it hang comes to hang accents. Hang a hang a hang a ding a hergen. Hey everybody, how's it going? My name's Zach. Hi, I'm Griffin, and welcome back to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I don't know who these two schmucks were. Get out of here, Gustav like... and Bjork. No one wants you yeah. here. Go hang out with Jack and Flynn. Yeah, those guys. They know how to party. Am I right? <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Uh, <laughs> Zach, are you as tired as I oh, am? Oh, right I'm now? so exhausted. But hey, we're here. We're gonna we're gonna do this. I've got a nice bottle full of water. One, one second. That's me. I'm I'm doing the top. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as well. I'm gonna real quick. Mine's kind of a spinny one, so it just kind of goes. Well, mine is too. It just it it, it makes a squeaky sound. Oh, mine doesn't. Well, you know what? Yeah, I think I've had this water bottle for like probably like five. You've years. had that water bottle for quite a while. I think I got it when we were doing uh, Doxy's God. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, before we get into the uh, business of the episode, we do have a um, special announcement to make. Oh, definitely. Um, if I forget the exact episode offhand now, and I, f- I feel silly because I looked it up a second or like like a, a little while ago, months ago. Okay. And anyway, faithful listeners, you will probably remember a time where at the end of the episode. I made a goof bit where I said if someone took a video of themselves standing on a roof and shouting to the heavens, Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop at petshopcast.com. Or at that, I would, pet, well, that or at petshopcast on Twitter. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would Venmo them one American dollar. And. Over the past, co- I think it was a couple weekend, a couple weekends ago, a couple Sundays ago. Well, well, yeah, this bit we did think was lost to time. We had, we got we, no responses on this. And then we were at the drive-in movie to uh, celebrate one Nicole Tuttle's birthday. Oh, um, yeah, you our, know our composer, uh, Nikki does puzzles, of course. Nikki does puzzles, the lovely individual who made our theme song, and that I am marrying. That one as well. Uh, I could be happy we, about my, my pending nuptials, okay? I didn't mean to dunk on your pending not, nuptials. Not pending, sorry. impending. Sorry, I used the wrong word. It's impending, not pending. Because pending would mean that maybe we were getting married, <laughs> which would be a sad, <laughs> sad thing. To the point, someone sent sent us a video on Twitter of them standing on the roof. I think it was on the 4th of July. Yeah. Where And then, and then declaring loudly to the world, uh, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter. And I lost my fucking oh, mind. We, we flipped our gourd. <laughs> it was beautiful and magical and everything we'd ever hoped for. 
Um, <laughs> so I did reach out to this individual on Twitter. This is at Turtle Turtle four four six. What up, at Turtle Turtle? Or their uh, display name is currently Boopus, Boopus, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and so I contact them, uh, asking them their Venmo. And they said, keep it. I just wanted to do it for fun, which I was like, awesome. I'll at least give you a shout out. And then they got back to me and said, okay, you know what? Actually, I figured it out. Donate it to the whole dollar to a Black Lives Matter charity of your choice. And I said, Boopus, that's very kind of you. We're going to donate 50 bucks. So thank you, Boopus, for the for being a, an upstanding individual. Um, we're gonna send we're gonna donate fifty bucks to Color of Change and uh, on your behalf. Yeah, and it's so, colorofchange.org is the website as well. Yes. And so and as part of the deal, Boopus has officially earned themselves the title friend of the show. Friend of the show, Boopus, friend of the show. Here it's friend great. of the show, Boopus Turtle Turtle. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> Their full name. It's very good to have you on board. We're very very happy about it. <laughs> um but yes, we are That's exactly what I wanted out of this bit by the way. Uh, there was a throwaway gag, but someone was going to do it. Uh but yeah, no, everyone else so definitely go check out colorchange.org, uh donate cuz uh the world's a mess and every dollar helps. So Yep. It's it's not a ton, but you know every little bit helps. And in other yeah. news, hey Griffin, what did you think of the the first official uh, Ghostlight Media stream that happened on last Saturday? Oh, the first official Ghostlight Media stream of uh, Monster Hearts Two, uh, MC'd by one Zachary T. Rob. That that that's the one I was talking about. Did you enjoy yourself? I had a great time, actually. Um, I, I know that my character is, like, really kind of a shit, shit face. Um, he's a shit face. But, uh, yeah, I had a great time. I thought that uh, Bridget's character was, like, a little bit of a stick in the mud. We're recording this on Friday. The game hasn't happened yet. But <laughs> otherwise, like... You know, it was I, you did a great job too. Like, yeah, um, no, I was shitting my pants beforehand. Definitely, definitely not now since it's over. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Friday before the stream. We had stream hasn't happened yet. I'm still shitting my mm-hmm. pants. Um, yeah, I'm. De- I was. I was, but now I'm no You're longer. Glad it's over. I'm glad like... it's over and done with, and that I definitely didn't crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Like um, I thought I was going to, that I still think I'm going to, because it's Friday and the stream hasn't happened yet. Right, but uh, if you're listening to this now, you can probably watch the uh, the VOD on Twitch.tv slash Ghostlight Media. Oh, most definitely, go check it out. It's our first official. Well, I mean, we we through the Ghostlight, uh, Griffin and I have streamed some Portal, um, mm-hmm. but this is our first official like TTRPG stream. Um, we have uh, if you haven't looked at it yet or didn't watch it live, we um, have a couple people from different shows across Ghostlight Media. We have ourselves, um, me uh, running it, the MC, if you will, um, mm-hmm. Griffin uh, playing. We also had Mister Greenley uh, from Another Path and uh, Shakespeare. We had yeah, we've got Rin and Bridget from Imprints of Echoes, and then we also have friend of the show uh, Kim Metzger from just yeah. all over the internet coming in to guest. And uh, I'm assuming when you hear this, we had a grand old time. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm so, sure it is going to be and was great. Yes, here's hoping. Awesome. Fingers crossed. I'll try not to shit my pants on the night. I mean, I didn't <laughs> shit my pants on the night. It's Back like in the it's fiction. like. 
Yeah, it's like a Bill and Ted thing. If you claim now that you didn't shit your pants, I won't shit in the my future, pants. Future, yeah. I don't know because when when I was a kid and like I thought I was gonna pee my pants, like when I was you know like when you were that age, or like where you mm-hmm. were still having trouble, and I'd be like, yeah. I'm not gonna pee, I'm not gonna pee, I'm not gonna pee, and sometimes, dude, I would pee, you know. Yeah, just to be completely it, honest. Like, yeah. You know when you you know when you're 13, you can't help it. Sometimes that was a joke. I wasn't. I didn't pee my pants at 13. (sighs) Okay, (laughs) that was a goof. That was that was meant to be a goof. Everyone, it was totally a goof. Don't ask my mom though. Don't ask my mom though. Uh, Awesome, cool. You want to get into the episode? Oh, definitely. So today's episode, we are looking at the Tome of Beasts from Cobalt Press, a book that came out, I believe, late last year or early this year. Um, it's the, I am not I, I, sure. I, believe I it's, did not do enough research. I believe it's the newest, because they, they put out a couple, and I'm pretty sure this is the newest of the Tome of Beasts. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, uh, s- scroll about, find some cool stuff. Kind of like the uh, Tome of Horrors from last week. It's a, it's another big D&D 5e monster source book. Yeah, a sort of third-party supplement that, yeah, or um, as we like to call it, episode fodder. Yeah! <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to dive in. I'll talk to you about some more friendly friends that you can bring home to your family or to your underground cave lairs or mm-hmm. your high-walled towers mm-hmm. or your, your um, ice your, uh, fortress... Your uh, your space station, sort of just out of Atmo. Your island hideaway. Mm-hmm. Your uh, subaquatic uh, anti nuclear bunker. Your transdimensional pet shop. That's where we are. I think that's where. Yep. 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 Cool. So uh, up first, we have a little friend. Well, a medium friend called a Shelly coat. A Shelly coat, you say. A Shelly coat. Uh, sh- uh, yeah. So, hmm. Where do I start? This is always my biggest problem. Why don't we start with a physical description of a Shelly yeah, coat? Yeah, it's green, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Super helpful. It's kind of got a more uh, sort of amphibious or, or, or rather amphibian or reptilian sort of aesthetic. If it was standing on two legs, it would have very short legs and much longer arms. Its face is a little bit like a crocodile, I want to say, without, like, the long jaw. See, that's what I was going to say. I was like, this thing, like, you know Killer Croc from Batman? Yeah. Well, it kind of looks like if if Killer Croc had, like, a real, like, shrimpy cousin who always skipped leg day. Yeah, that's pr- that's pretty good. It says here in the Tome of Beasts, um, which, I mean, this thing's not a beast, so, like, how accurate is this book? It's a fae. Book of... Book of... Uh, wait, Book of Friends is book our... Of, book of Baddies. Book of... B- Tome of... Fuckos. Uh, um, magazine of... Editorials. Ca- I don't know. Catalog of dudes. Catalog of dudes. <laughs> Uh, despite being short and squat, this creature's relationship with a troll is undeniable. The kinship is most notable in the long arms and the thick, pebbly hide. 
The Shelly Coat is a warped and spiteful creature, also called the, oh god, uh, Ayamfada, or Long Hands, and are frequently referred to as bridge trolls. Alright. Despite being fey, they are distantly related to true trolls. Unlike those tall, lanky creatures, a Shelly Coat is dwarfish and toad like, with short, bent legs and freakishly long arms with swollen, distended joints. It can further, oh god, it can further dislocate and stretch these joints to alarming lengths. That's mad <sighs> yucky. And also, the, the spiteful creature also called the, the, the I am Fada sounds like if like a caveman were on Mori Povich and like the DNA test came in and he's like, I am wow. Fada. Wow. Because <laughs> wow. he's a caveman. Holy shit, I am He's just reeling this from this pull. <laughs> Holy... That... I, like, Zach, I'm not laughing, but I'm very close to crying. Like, that... <laughs> what did you do? I don't know. So what funny. did you do to me? I'm like, I'm not laughing that much, but there are tears forming in my eyes. <laughs> Holy shit. That was the worst joke that was such ever made. A bad bit. And it's staying in the episode that 100%. Was so bad. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking what the hell? We are experiencing some technical difficulties. We will be right back. All right, cool. Okay, let's bring it back in. All right. Okay. <laughs> Stop. You can't. You can't. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're back. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. Okay. I'm ready. Shelly Coats? Shelly Coats. I am father. Stop. <laughs> We are experiencing some technical difficulties. We will be right back. (sighs) (sighs) We're done. Bridges and pools. The shell. You keep laughing, it keeps making me laugh. The Shelly Coat can be found in abandoned wells or behind waterfalls, in deep tide pools, or beneath the ice of frozen ponds, but the preferred haunt has always been under bridges. Are you good, my boy? Yeah, I'm just covering so I don't laugh again. Okay. They are most active during nighttime and on heavily overcast days because of their mortal dread of sunlight. A Shelly Coat's favorite tactic is to lie in wait under the water, or ice, or bridge, and surprise its prey. It strikes outward or upward from its hiding place to snatch children, uh, livestock, preferably goats, and lone travelers or fishermen. Prey is dragged down into the shadows and water to be robbed or devoured. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, the Shelly Coat gets its name from a coat, cloak, or shirt that it has assembled made of colored pebbles, glass, and polished river shells. It's a physical, like, adornment that they wear 
And it says that these adornments can be crude, but are often beautiful and sometimes magical. Oh, well, that's that's fun. Yeah. So uh, looking at their sort of like the, the, the stats of these things, they got, they got mad swimming. They yep. got, they're pretty good swimmers. They got mad swimming, yeah. If they are in possession of their coat, they have water breathing. Yeah. They have access to water breathing, so they're kind of like a um, like a selkie almost. Kinda, yeah. In that in the regards that like if they don't have their thing, then they're kind of screwed. Yeah, uh, they also do have that that mortal fear of sunlight is is not overstating it. Uh, if Shelly coats are exposed to two uh, D four rounds, so upwards of like less than a minute. Oh yeah, that's if they're exposed to sunlight for like thirty seconds. Uh, then they be then they are petrified. Yeah, that's crazy. Like they become petrified, like literally turned to stone. That's rough. Which sucks. So that makes sense why they like stay underwater and under bridges yeah. and things like that in the shade. That thing they about stretching their arms freaks me out. Yeah, they have up to a fifteen foot reach. Oh my god! So they're like a weird reptilian selkie Mr. Fantastic motherfucker. Yeah, it's like did you ever play like Street Fighter? A little bit. You know that that horribly culturally uh, uh, appropriated uh Indian character who can like stretch his limbs out? Yeah. I forget his name. Um I don't either. That that very awful character. Yes. But <laughs> but has, has the stretchy arms. Yeah. Yeah, you got that reach on you. People who are creatures who are grappled by the uh Shelly Coates claws are also like restricted and poisoned. Yikes. The Shelly Coat can shift the position of a grappled creature up to fifteen feet. And while it has a creature grappled, the Shelly Coat can only use its claws to attack the grappled creature. That's scary. Like I gotta say, Shelly Coats honestly like like I thought they were kind of derpy looking. I'm kind of scared, but then I also scrolled down to the next page and kind of almost vomited from fear. Um oh, so, yeah. so I'm never gonna do that again. Back up, back up. Back up, back up. <laughs> um, they also have a minor regeneration feature, which is, I think, indicative of that, like... Um, the troll. Yeah, yeah, being, like, slightly related to trolls. It's not nearly as potent as, like, a full troll's yeah. regeneration. But it's it's curious that it's there. Oh, they can also cast Darkness and Fog Cloud, which makes sense for keeping them out of sunlight. Mm-hmm. That's clever. That's a cool That's a cool magic set for them yeah. to have. Very, very self-defense. Yeah, it says sunlight sensitivity, but this is really just sunlight fuckery. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Their oh, sunlight man. allergy. That's like, they step in sunlight, they gonna die sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I think they just probably get frozen in stone until until night comes. I mean, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, if you go by, like, 5e petrified, the only way you can get unpetrified well, is through like, that's a, true. through, like, a greater resto. So, like... That's true. Huh. I don't know. Either so yeah, they just be bone. That's intense. There's some cool lore here. There is. There's some very. <laughs> These cool are weird lore dudes. But yeah, they are. They are. They're. They're. And they have like. I think one of the upsetting things about them visually is like, they have very kind of elongated humanoid hands and fingers. Yeah, the hands, but they also kind of have monkey feet. They do kind of. They have like the weird like thumb toe. Yeah. Yeah. The. It just kind of, like, sticks out there. Yeah, it, it's rough. Weird. Ew. Sorry, I'm not t- I'm not saying a lot of goofs just because I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, I mean, like, that happens to us often where we just They're see immune something. to unconscious? 
They're immune and to being charmed and unconscious. That's intense. They're the crazy. charm thing, I think, makes sense just kind of by being by being fey. Yeah. But unconscious. Does that does that mean they don't sleep? I mean, in theory, yeah. I mean, it's the same way that like you know, like as you can't be forced to be unconscious. I think. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a fair point. Weird. Anyway, yeah, like like that's. Shelly, this this is a Shelly coat. It's it's got a it's got a literal coat that it wears to cover its terrible green body, made of shells and colorful colorful rocks and glass that gives it magic, and then it sits under trolls and literally just reaches its extendo arms around the troll to grab people and or goats. It sits around trolls. What did I say? You said it did sits. Say- or, you said it sits around trolls. And, and I think like- I meant bridges. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yes. It grabs you. It, it, it yanks you off a bridge or towpath or whatever. They're kind of awful, and I kind of love kinda them. They're kind of awful, but probably great at, like, shot put. Oh, definitely. That or, um, like, I, like, I feel like playing handball with one of these things would be completely unfair. <sighs> or, like, um, what's that game? Squash? Yeah. With like the wall and the ball. Well, yeah, yeah, it's the same. Pretty much the same sport. Is that the just, same thing? Ju- just one of them has a racket and handballs. Just you got your hand. You know, what? I took a oh, handball cool. class in college. No, I don't yeah, think it was pretty fun. All right, cool. I had gloves for a while. I don't know what I did with them, but I had cool like literally l- just like, like just like grabbing it and throwing it back at the wall. Well, no, you, you have to like keep your hand like you know flat and like smack it. So your hands like the paddle. Con- yeah. Yeah, What's it, the ball? Is it like a tennis ball kind uh, of thing? It, I mean, like, do you, do you know, like, sort of, like, the blue, like, rubber, like, it's like the hollow kind of? Sure, sure, sure. It's yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah. So, like, you know, the racquetballs that you're, like, for squash is bigger. The handball is, Solid. like, it, yeah, it, it's a little smaller. Okay. But still that sort of, it's like, like, hollow blue rubber thing. Yeah, you just got to smack yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And it hurts really hard if you don't have gloves on. Huh. But, yeah, it's, it's the gloves. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like they talk about like football players is like, oh, his arms like a cannon, but like this thing. If 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 a football if a good football player has like an arms like a cannon, this guy's arms this... Like, is a pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Imagine like a, a softball pitch from this thing. Oh, You're doing the whole roundabout thing, the momentum yeah, it would yeah, get. Yeah, holy shit. So, um. Yeah, if you've got a sort of dark subterranean home with like some from like with some some choice water features, maybe like a flooded cave system, Shelly coat might be nice to have around to uh, keep intruders at bay. I know what it rem- what Shelly coats remind me of, ma'am. What's that? You know that episode of SpongeBob when he gets anchor arms? Yeah, that's what they remind me of. It's got like what big, you, like what? big inflatable arms. Yeah. That you can change the hair that comes out of them for some which reason. Always very disturbing. Which is always very disturbing. Anyway, so Shelly Coats. Anything else to yeah. add to Shelly Coats? I don't think so. Good for dark places, good for wet places. Yeah, good if for, you pre- uh, pre- keeping away intruders or if you're like working your way up to like a bigger troll. Yeah. Maybe if you live in like a, a damp part of the underdark, like that'd be a, mm. a perfect companion. Hells yes. As long as, you know, it, it doesn't try to eat or drown you, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, are we ready to move can, on to our I, next one? Yeah, I can dig it. So, uh, up next, we've got a real treat. These pals oh. are called Arboreal Grapplers. 
Long yeah. simian arms snake through the trees like furred serpents. Ooh. Dangling from a shaggy, striped ape in the leafy, leafy, leafy canopy <laughs> above and trying to snare those below. Furred serpents. An arboreal grappler is a malformed creation of the gods, a primate whose legs... I have a bug on my screen. There it goes. <laughs> a primate whose legs uh, warped into long, muscular tentacles covered in shaggy red fur. I think we ac- we accidentally picked two long, long arm boys because I did not look at yours beforehand, and I don't think you looked at mine beforehand. I didn't, and that's part of the fun of what we do. But we have two long arm boys. But this is long arms and legs because it's both his arms and legs are these weird snake limbs. Ooh. I didn't see the legs. Oh, man. The legs are also like that. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, Carry prey to the heights is one of their headers. Arboreal grapplers use their long limbs to snatch prey and drag it behind them as they use their powerful forelimbs to ascend to the highest canopy. Their victims are constricted until their struggles cease and then are devoured. Their flexible tentacles are ill-suited for terrestrial movement. They must drag themselves clumsily across open ground uh, too wide to swing across. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. They got these big noodle arms. Yeah, their arms are literally just big noodles. Yeah. With big ape hands on the end. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. Clans in the canopy. Arboreal grappler tribes. Build family nests uh, decorated with bones and prized relics of past hunts. So, much like gorillas. Yeah. These nests are built high in the jungle canopy, typically 80 feet or more above the ground. Clans of 40 or more spread across crude villages atop the trees. In such large settlements, a third of the population are juveniles. These nests are difficult to spot from the ground. A DC-20 wisdom perception check is required. Mm. The creature observing an arboreal uh, grappler as it climbs into or out of a nest has advantage on the check. I guess that makes sense. Carnivorous elf hunters is there oh. is another hunter uh, header here. Great. Grapplers are carniv- uh, carnivorous and prefer humanoid flesh, elves in particular. Some suggest this arises from hatred as much as from hunger, a cruel combination of fascination and revulsion for the walking limbs of humanoid creatures. <laughs> that idea that is like, man, look at these normal legged motherfuckers. They got I hate bones those guys. in them. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I fucking hate bones. Uh, but yeah, um, they uh, have also have some impressive reach. Theirs is only 10 feet, but still pretty nice. That's still ridiculous. And they can, uh, they can constrict you pretty tight. Yeah, I think that's more where their, um, where their, where their long armedness, yeah, so long armedness comes into play. All right, so yeah, they, they've got a thing here that I don't know how to pronounce. I think it's boskage brachiation. Oh, yeah. Boskage brachiation. That's That works for me. You read, I'll Google. Well, uh, the arboreal grappler doesn't provoke opportunity attacks when it moves out of an enemy's reach by climbing. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Google has given me nothing. Oh, well, that's... A boskage? B-O-S-C-A-G-E. The first thing that comes up when I Google boskage brachiation is an arboreal grappler. Oh, there you go. What's boskage mean? Boskage, noun, mast trees or shrubs. 
Okay, and what's brachiation mean? Brachiation. From brachum, Latin for arm, or arm swinging, is a form of arboreal locomotion in which primates swing from tree limb to tree limb using only their arms. Oh, well, there you go. Boskett's brachiation. It's just fucking tree swinging. They, they, when, when, when day's tree swinging, they're good to go. But, but fucking catalog of bros, dudes, whatever I said, decided to be fancy with their wordage. Here you are. Uh, but yeah, no, they're just big sort of red and orange snake limb gorillas also would probably be really good at shot put actually i bet these guys would be really good at discus oh definitely they're they're kind of i'm re-changing it they're sort of big orange slinky apes slinky ape is pretty good yeah just a big yeah like big orange slinky ape the legs the arms didn't bother me as much as the legs really yeah, I don't know why. Like, the arms are just like, loo, big, fun, noodly arms. Maybe it's because we have, like, the the wacky, wavy, inflatable arm flailing tube men in our pop culture. Yeah. But wacky, waving, inflatable, inflatable... elf, el- elf-eating ape men. <laughs> <laughs> wacky, waving, inflatable, inflatable elf-eating, elf-eating ape men. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, the legs are just, it's the fact that it's, leg just kind of is, is slinkied around the branch in this picture. It bugs me. It's like, how how do they control that? That makes it look like really twisted. I mean, me. I'm assuming it would work however a snake moves its body, you know what I mean? Yeah, which doesn't help my satisfaction or my enjoyment of this. I mean, yeah, nothing's going to, but nothing's hey. Nothing's going what are you gonna do, my dude? <laughs> so, so tell me, Zach, Rob, who who out there really needs an arboreal? Well, not elves, life? not elves. Um, I would assume anyone maybe who's not a humanoid, like like if there's like a dragon out there who's like, you know what, I could use a cool, a fun little, fun little slinky ape friend. Yeah. Maybe some uh, bird folk like Aracocra or Aracocra. Or creatures that tend to make their homes high in, like, high nests in trees. Yeah. Um, Since you've got a buddy that'll be up there. Hopefully you're not an elf. Um, Maybe, like, like a sphinx. No, a sphinx is in a desert. Never mind. That's not a good idea. I was trying to think of things that aren't humanoid. I mean, maybe if there was, like, a, you know, the sphinx's kind of lair has a lot of, like, ceiling beams. I mean, yeah, if you got a nice, got a nice, like, even, like, a nice cave lair, you know, like how, like, when people set up, like, cat jungle gyms, it's like, it's like a ropes course. Oh, yeah, you gotta be careful with that, because the the cost can really kind of... It it really can, it can explode, and it's fair, Mm -hmm. it's fair, Mm -hmm. but... Because, like, first you get, like, the fun little tube for them to run through, Yeah, and then you start adding, like, well, how do they get from that part to the little pegs I put in? So you install the little kitty bridge... And then you've got, like, a second layer kind of halfway down your walls, and you try to find, like, the kitty elevators, and it becomes a whole thing. It just becomes a whole thing. Yeah. Are we, are we wrapping up on the grapplers? Know, we want to goof some more. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I, I've, I've got any bits. I'll definitely follow any bit if you got one, but... Hmm. Arboreal grapplers remind me... Nah. I don't think I have anything. Well, the kind of you know, like those things you'd get when you were a kid, like you'd go to the zoo, and you'd get those like those like monkeys with like the Velcro hands. Sure. Yeah. 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 And then you know they had like the sort of the noodly arms, and you could like wrap them like around your neck or whatever, yeah. and like Velcro them. 
Um, except that if you do that, then it strangles you and you die. <laughs> <laughs> these things would also be like, this would be like a plushy version of one of these would make a really good, like, fair toy. Oh, yeah, no, but, like, the arms, they have to be, like, snap bracelets. Oh, my God, yes! This is the, this is the like, top prize at the, at the air rifle shooting gallery. Yeah. It's with the the, the uh, coilable uh, arms and legs. Yeah, and you can just kind of wrap it. It's like, oh, it's also a, it's also a backpack. Like, oh yeah, a backpack. Oh, definitely, most deaf. I'm here for that. And so it can wrap around like those really fancy hiking backpacks. You can wrap it on your shoulders oh, and then like yeah. your upper legs, like, yeah. And this one, like this, the, the plushy version's got a really f- nice face and like a really smiley face. Aside oh, yeah. from this... Uh, not not like this one that has the mean um, I want to eat you face. Well, I mean, it's the same with any animal that's kind of got a big, like, I'm going to eat you face. But when you make a plush out of it, it's got to have a nice face. You're going to give it to it's kids. True. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think you can make a, um, like, a scary plushie. Oh, man. Like a scary doll, sure, but not like a scary plushie. Like, if there's plush involved, like, there's the scare factor just goes immediately down by, like, 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that'll wrap up these 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 monkey boys. Oh, I think so. These monkey boys um, have been great, and I I do think it's time. Yeah, that we maybe we we scoot on to something else after, yeah. of course, our ad break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully, we can uh, move on to the ad break out of reach of these long armed individuals. Oh, there's and, so uh, many long yank us back into the first half of the yeah. episode. We got got the long arms out. Yeah, out of the way. And next half of the episode, long legs. Long legs. Sure. I actually don't know what's next. I like the laugh. (laughs) Anyway, ad break. All right, let's roll. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there. And do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes. On Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Just say the word and we won't stop until you are thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell you, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to Grumble. 
Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well-known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble! Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. I think they are gone. We can take over the podcast. Ah, yes. We have our chance to make our our mark on the world. Hello, everyone. I've gone a bit vampire here. Welcome to Gustav and Bjork's uh, interdimensional companion store. Yes. <laughs> I'm afraid of going vampire again. Hey! Hey, get out of here, hey. you damn Scandinavians! What are you doing? Get out of here! Stop it! This is our show. Our- okay, they're gone. Sorry. Sorry. Man, that bit sucked. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, the, it wasn't the best. You can't win them all, right? I was, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to not go vampire. Yeah, bleeg. Bleeg! <laughs> Fucking magic. All right, so what are we up to next, Griff? Next up, we got just a... a, a re- <sighs> this one sucks. I'm just going to start with that. Um, <laughs> we, got a, we got a rift swine. Oh, God, that's... <laughs> Oh, it's so gross. Oh, it's, why did you bring these here, Griff? <laughs> I made a similar retching sound when I first found them. So, oh, um, it's real bad. Oh, uh, one of the headers is called Abyssal Meat. Oh, no. <laughs> so this is a big pig. Oh, God. Um... This is so aberration is used to describe a lot of like alien sort of biology. Like it's it's very it's very often used to describe like the kind of Lovecraftian Cthulhu esque mythos of creatures. Um, this one absolutely fits that bill. It's a big pig covered in eyes and I think also mouths. Yeah, kind of across its body. And there's a bunch of tentacles that just kind of spring from its kind of hindquarters. Oh, I hate it. Um, but otherwise, it's just kind of the big friendly uh, boar pig. I don't think there's anything friendly about this. This enormous pig is as large as an ox, and its mouth bristles with mismatched tusks. Its body is a lopsided mass of tumorous flesh that gives way to eyes and vestigial mouths, and long uh, ten- tentacles trail from its sides. Uh, From time to time, a breach forms in the fabric of the multiverse. Hey, that's where we live. Yeah. And the material plane is bathed in the energy of alien dimensions. Living creatures exposed to this incursion can undergo horrible mutations, turning into monstrous mockeries of their former shapes. One example of this phenomenon is the Rift Swine. Once ordinary pigs transformed into slavering horrors after being bathed in eldritch light. Do you, do you have anything you'd like to add or interject with, or do you want me to keep going? No, He's shaking th- his head no. No, okay. thank you. <laughs> okay. Destructive herds. Rift swine travel in herds of five to eight, and larger herds are possible. Their effect on an area can be catastrophic. They eat nearly anything, possess a fiendish cunning, and delight in the destruction they cause. 
A rift swine has difficulty perceiving anything smaller than itself as a threat, leading it to attack most other creatures on sight and fighting until it is destroyed. And that header we've all been waiting for, abyssal meat. The rumors of vast herds of hundreds of rift swine on strongly chaos-aligned plains cultivated by the lords of those places are, thankfully, unconfirmed. I hate them. Mm-hmm. Well, They're really kind of terrible. Um, I wasn't lying. <laughs> oh, God, I want to puke just looking at They are at large them. creatures, large aberrations. They have, uh... They are technically aligned chaotic neutral. So they may delight in the destruction they cause, but I'm sure if you ask them to stop nicely, they'd be like, fine. They have 360 degree vision because of all the eyes on their on their butt and stuff. Okay. They also have uh, uh, something called chaos mutations. Uh, 50% of Rift Swine have an additional mutant feature, and there's a small table where um, various options are available. Uh, one such mutation are uh, is acid boils. There's a, uh, a ten- tentacular tongue. So instead of using its tusks, a rift swine can attack with a, a tongue that can kind of like grapple and restrain you, which is fun. Um, covered in slime, which just sounds like a fun night out. Acid saliva and or poison spit. So, you know, pretty great. Um... They can attack you with their tusks, they can grab you with their tentacles. It's that classic sort of like grapple restrain tactic that these kind of tentacular creatures have. A lot of tentacly boys today, too. So um, they're pretty fast, too. 40 feet. Pretty strong. Durable. Big boar. Um, natural armor. Yep. Anything to add, my friend? No. Not especially. Okay. Um... I don't want to do this on mic necessarily, but I kind of uh, you got to give me something to work with. Um, I feel like I'm I'm really kind of dragging the the narrative load. And really, it's really weighing on my shoulders right now, and I could use a little assistance from you. Okay, um, um, I could use a like just just you know run yes and with me. Okay, um, start 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 a I, bit or um, they um they would give you like a lot of um, mm-hmm. help at at a, at a kissing booth. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet they'd be good at high fives. Oh, uh, I bet they'd be really good at high fives, my dude. Can you imagine the, like, cool secret handshakes you could do with these guys? Um, I guess you two would also need tentacles to, like, really step up, but... Um, I bet they'd very be very good if you, um, are, like, tossing, like, a piece of popcorn at them and they have to try and catch it in their mouth, because they've got a bunch of them mm-hmm. just a mm-hmm. whole bunch say something about the eyes i really don't want to say something about the eyes zach um i bet that they spend a lot of money on clear eyes <laughs> because they have so many eyes you really don't want to keep talking about rift swine do you no it's fine i can keep going um Look, buddy, if you want me to move on from them, we can put them back in their little pan and then, look, they're, like... Griffin, I kind of feel like crying. Well, I felt that way earlier this episode, so, like... It's okay. Are you... Is it going to be out? It's okay. Hey, um, Jonas, can you take the rift swine out of here, please? Uh, Zach's having a... Uh, no, it's fine. I can do it. No, it's okay. Jonas is going to take them out I of here. I can do it. Thank you, Jonas. <sighs> okay, the wrist swine, oh, the wrist that was gone. so bad. 
I'm sorry. It was so bad, Griffin. You can tell me these things. I'm like, not selling these things to anyone. Okay. To anyone. Okay. Hard okay. line. Gotcha. No problem. Um, Hard line. Normally, I, like we talk about them pink creatures being undesirable as bits all the time. I'm sorry I didn't realize this wasn't a bit. I I feel like I need to take a shower now. Okay. Um we can make well, we got can, about we I can make got it about to, like pr- approximately 12 minutes left in this episode so like I can 12 make to 15 it, minutes I can make it to the end okay I can okay make it to the end. um well um the um we have no rift swine in stock moving on thank you uh-huh I appreciate, so, um, I appreciate it do you need a moment do you want some like I can go get like bring you like a soda or something I like, just I don't like understand Dr. It. Pepper I'm I just don't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. I'm moving on. All right. So our next creature, everyone. Thank you, Jones. Thank you, Jones. Our next creature, everyone, is called... I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Iala. Okay. I I think you're right. I think I'm right there. This swan-like creature's feathers are made of shining metal. When it (laughs) inhales, the feathers on its chest grow red hot. It's essentially a fire-breathing metal swan. Hey, that's fucking righteous. It's, it's kind of it's kind of really cool. <laughs> They're reminiscent a little bit of um, anvil rots. Kind of, bit. yeah, just a bit. Yala are beautiful but deadly creatures native to the plane of shadow. They grow feathers ah. uh, like their material plane counterparts, but their feathers are made of gleaming razor sharp metal. Ooh. They have a metallic diet. Yala plumage displays a stunning mixture of metallic colors, which vary depending on their diet. And Yala uses its fire breath to melt metals with low melting points such as gold, silver, lead, copper, and bronze. The Yala consumes the molten metal, some of which migrates into the creature's deadly feathers. Yala that display primarily or entirely a single color uh, are highly prized. That's super cool. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's a metal fire-breathing death swan. <laughs> they have an armor class of 15 feet. Uh, sorry, 15 feet? Uh, 15 feet, sorry. They have an armor class of 15, speed of 10 feet, a flying speed of 60. So they're fast. They're they're small. Yeah. They're comp- which, like, with this, with this picture it's given me, there's not a lot of, like, you know, there's not, like, a lot of uh, a scale reference. Yeah. So it almost looks like this could be a clip, that, that really f- overplayed clip from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it looks like that. That or a, um, a bit from Reign of Fire. Uh, you ever seen Reign of Fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like, you know, it's breathing fire over the countryside. But, but really, really the, like, buildings would be made of, like, Lego. Yeah. It's a good, like, you use for scale. Then you just make the, the swan head look like a dragon head and then... Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you're good to go. Well, hey, there's there's one thing we could use uh, use Niala for is a stand-in for for scale dragon shots in film and TV. <laughs> They're the miniature dragons. They build they build the mini sets and, yeah. and... <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. These guys are super cool. Yeah, get, and, I mean, you you know me, I love a bird. Yeah. Didn't you didn't you hear that that Iala, um that Rick the Iala stood in for Fox the Phoenix in the Harry Potter movies? I did. I did. I do remember hearing that now. Yeah, yeah. there was a, a little bit of you know a, a CGI tweaking had to be made to so, you know, make him mm-hmm. look more Phoenix like, obviously. Stunt double. But yes, um, one of their attacks is wing blades. Oh. 
Which God. Yeah, do a D eight worth of damage. D eight. Fire breathing sword wing birds. Yeah. They're kind of rad. And then they have their fire breath. It's a twenty foot cone from a tiny little goose. That's a pretty (laughs) Oh (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they still sound like geese and or swans i think it's got sort of like you know like that transformers kind of like metallic overlay but it's yeah. got like a filter on it yeah <laughs> um okay but- i'm gonna give myself really quick a sample of a swan uh sound so that i can try to do something with it in post and uh listeners if i come up with nothing it's just gonna be a plain swan yeah. sound so get ready <clears throat> Actually, do you want to give me one too? We can both. Do well, one. well, I, this, is, this is good. Uh, s- save it for just a moment because they do have a swan song. <gasps> when the ala is reduced to zero hit points, it can use its last breath, uh, its last breath to sing a plaintive and beautiful melody. Creatures within twenty feet that can hear the ala must succeed on DC thirteen charisma saving throw or be incapacitated for one round. A creature incapacitated in this way has its speed, re- speed reduced to zero. It's a literal swan song. It has a literal swan song. All right. All right. You, you're you're going to do a swan, and I'll do I'll a swan? I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah, it's a swan and or goose. Um, so, um. <clears throat> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> How much better would Untitled Goose Game be? Oh, if it was a Niala Fire-breathing, blade-winged goose. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it would go from an E for everyone game to a rated M for mature very quickly. Yeah. But the game would end a lot faster yeah. if you can just burn motherfuckers that you don't like. Yeah. There is a little bit of lore here. It says that Iala are favorites of Sarastra, the queen of night and magic, a ruler of the Shadow Fey. She is partial to jet black Iala. All such specimens are brought to her flock at the Winter Palace, and those who bring them rewarded with a magical dagger and the title uh, and status of honored Iala catcher, or for multiples, Lord or Lady of Black Feathers. That's really cool. I'm I'm extrapolating a little bit, but I'm guessing that's the Iala that primarily or entirely display a single color means that like they're feeding specifically on a single type of metal. exactly yeah so like would the black ones the black feathered ones be like lead probably maybe from that list at least gold silver lead copper or bronze uh, probably unless they're eating like maybe like mm. some tungsten but tungsten i think has a, a really high melting point yeah i feel like the yala would have to be there for a long time to melt some tungsten yeah Tungsten's like the Kobe beef yeah. of, of the yeah. olive. It, it, it takes it takes some care. Uh, yeah, no, I think it, it'd have to be lead. Can you imagine? I just had a thought in my head, like just a mother. Because like, if they have the same temperament as like geese do, oh, in geese our are world, so fucking hostile, dude. Can you imagine this thing coming up and flying and landing on like the edge of a hardworking smith's forge and just dunking its head into the forge and just do, slurping do, up all do, the good work in the crucible? Doing the, you know, like the, the, the feather ruffle. Yeah, but it just sounds like someone shaking a jar of nails. Yeah, and if it loses a feather, it's a, a razor sharp ra- you know, blade that goes flying through the, the, <laughs> the air. These fuckers would be so problematic, like so they, troublesome. If, if they molt in the middle of a street, your car, you're like any car tire <laughs> that drives over is fucking toast. 
the fucking horse steps on that. Like, oh, bud. Yeah. All right, I've turned around on the Yalas. They're menaces to society. Oh, they'd be utter menaces, yes. They're absolute menaces. <laughs> really, really cool in, like, a in like an artistic sense. In an artistic sense. But, like, practically, they're, we took a, the most bastard of birds and made it breathe fire and made of metal. Yeah, who do you think would be good, uh, good uh, companions? Uh, I mean, like, maybe, like, a fire giant? A f- well, maybe, but then it would be, like... It would like, it'd be like the size of like a little like a bug. Bird. Yeah, I even I, I think smaller. Honestly, fire giants are pretty be, big, homie. They could be fucking cute though. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a fire giant teenager. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's a teen. He hasn't figured out what he wants to do with his life yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from some like uh, maybe like a forge cleric or uh, or a warforged. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it depends. If they've got wood on their person, they may want to be careful. Yeah, so maybe more of a heavily armored yeah, warforge. Yeah, probably. Because, I mean... Perhaps. You're, yeah, you're made of stone. You're probably good to go. Yeah, perhaps an Ifrit, a fire genie. Oh, there you go. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Perhaps a really smart magman. Um, Ooh, yeah. Whatever it is, I think you got to be sort of down with fire in your everyday life. A flame ganasi, yeah, a red dragonborn. Something so that the f- the flames that this thing will inevitably honk out at you doesn't ruin you and or most of your property. The metallic feathers are still a little bit of an issue, but I I I trust you. I yeah, I feel you. like you know if you had like a dragonborn, he's got like a fire breath weapon, like you might be able to like earn each other's respect. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if it like yeah. blasts you with fire and then you blast it with fire back, fuck you. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I like I get you. you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like in Hercules, you know, like when like he like oh, he like headbutts Pegasus, yeah, and earns his respect. If it was like a metallic dragonborn too, then like maybe you could match with your e- your oh, Iala. Yeah. If you were like a a brass dragonborn oh, and you shit. had like a kind of brass colored or like a bronze copper colored uh, Iala, you gotta get Saphir a bronze Iala. Yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah, no, Ro- Rogar cool. would be a little jealous, but you know what? It would, he can have two friends. He can have a brother. It'll be nice. Oh, that's very good. Oh, Rogue. He's so cute. Anyway. Anyway. That's that's Iala's. They're great. They got Iala's for us. I love the literal swan song. It's, yeah, that's a very nice touch. But... I thought for a second the swan song was going to be like they fucking explode or something, but... No, they're ju- they just too. sing a swan song. It's very They good. just go... <laughs> that was beautiful thank you thank you well folks that is gonna do it for us for our episode thank you all one and all for listening we're, we're happy that when you join us we're happy to have you along for the ride you know we do this for you for and you a, and i mean a little bit for ourselves and a little but. bit for us uh yeah no definitely um like as always um if you uh, have any creatures you've had questions about or are looking for something new for your own D&D characters, please hit us up at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter. Yeah. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, if you're looking to donate to aid those around you, what was the name of the charity that we can go and donate to? This one in particular that we're uh, representing is Color, for, uh, Color of Change. Colorofchange.org. Plus there are .org. Um, but there are a number of different organizations that uh, could use assistance and donation. Definitely. Just do your research, folks. 
Um, That's always important when you're when you're donating. Most def, most def. Um, and lastly, yeah, no, ha- be safe, be mm-hmm. kind, and uh, love those around you. We, because uh, yeah. uh, you know what we say here. Uh, you know, well, first and foremost, that I'm Zach, and that I am Griffin, and that at the end of the day, it's all about love. Baby. No, Bjork, no, Bjork, no, get out of here. I made it. No, I went French now. Goodbye. Thank you all for listening to episode 44 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Atan, Kim, and Ice Deer Brewing for your support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, hey, check out our Monster Heart stream on twitch.tv slash ghostlightmedia. Otherwise, in case you forgot, black lives still matter. Please wear a mask, be safe, and we'll see you all soon. Love ya. Like, for real, you're super cute right now. Did you do something with your hair? This has been a Ghost Light Media production.